to season two of dose of Winani the podcast if this is your very first time listening or tuning in you are so welcome and i hope you enjoy this episode do take time to listen to the other episodes as well and i'm pretty sure i mean i'm pretty sure i'm sure it's good content so yeah do listen to that as well and if you're a returning listener hi how are you how are you doing <laughs> welcome back to the podcast thank you so much for sticking around and just you know being here so welcome to season two officially um we are in a new era it's new everything it's a new territory it's new everything so it's a new season only right that we went into season two and i'm so excited for this season my imagination just runs wild when i think about everything that i hope to do and everything i know i'm gonna do in this season so of course i'm expecting to work with more people i think it's time to introduce more voices onto the podcast so that's in form of collaborations and i do already have a couple that i'm really looking forward to i'm also looking forward to really connecting this podcast to like my social media like instagram and just transforming the content um to also fit instagram and maybe tiktok if i join tiktok i don't know like we just have to get it out there so we're gonna work to get it out there and of course i'm just looking forward to a good time to a great time lots of intention and i mean we're here for the vibes but we're also here to like actually learn so yeah we're gonna learn with vibes so yeah but i'm glad to be back where have i been um work i've been working um i have youth every saturday um i also traveled out of the country i was i traveled to malaysia um almost a month ago wow i mean might take me back here already i just want to go back but that's what i'm here to talk about actually so today i'm here to spill the tea and just um let you all know everything about leaders advanced 2023 and i know someone who's gonna be very happy to hear this episode and everyone who's been asking about how it's been what it was like here you go i'm gonna explain it all here and just let you guys know what the entire experience was like so yeah but i know some people are like what is leaders advance are you running for president no i'm not but i did want to like 2035 we're running for president but no leaders advance so i'm part of the church called kingdom city and um we had a conference um that we're calling leaders advance it was being held in 2020 in of course it was held in 2023 it was being held in kuala lumpur malaysia and yeah it was like 4000 5000 people in kale in the room just with a hunger for god and just you know looking for encounter and just being happy to be there and just being poured into just being refreshed and yeah so basically it was one gigantic praise party um insane worship amazing word great encounter the most spectacular people from all over the world and yeah it was just great but you know let's let's, let's go back let's go back to like preparation so i knew about leaders advance last year 
I think last year on this time, um, we traveled to Botswana for an Africa gathering. You know what? Let's talk about this first. When did I become that girl or lady, young lady, who travels out of the country for a church conference? Like, when? When did I become that auntie, you know? But you guys, it's, I don't know, sometimes, like, bro, half the, okay, I'm going ahead of myself, but, like, half the time I was there, I was just like, when did I become this person, you know, like, guys, like, God, God really does a thing, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know when I become that, I became that person, but I love it, I love it for me, I get to see the world while loving Jesus, and it's great, so anyway, Botswana, so yeah, last year this time, we're in Botswana for, an Africa gathering with my church and yeah so LA was announced then you know that we're gonna be in Kale next year and whatever so of course you know with my friends we're like we gotta go we got to be there you know we're here and now we got to be there and at this point like I have no job I have nothing I'm just all I knew is I was going there right and I was only able to go to bots how did I go to bots Oh, my dad. My dad did pay for my Botswana trip, obviously. I mean, I was not working. I I was doing, like, an internship, but it wasn't paid. I wasn't really making money like that, you know? So, yeah, my dad was very kind to pay for that trip, and I appreciate it so much because that really started something. It really started something. And so now Bots is done, and now I know KL is next, and I'm like, I gotta be there. So I traveled back to Zambia, which I wish I had a podcast then, because let me tell you, the trip back to Zambia was something. But anyway, so I get back to Zambia and I'm telling dad, I'm like, oh, okay, and next year there's going to be kale and whatever, whatever, whatever. And he's like, uh, yeah, sis, you're going to have to pay for that yourself. I'm not paying for that. So you got to get a job. Those were his words. He said, you got, not, not there. I'm not paying for that, sis. He said, you're going to have to get a job because I'm not paying for that. Not in it. I'm not paying for that way, but just like, I'm not paying for that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, okay. But I just knew I was going to KL. I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. I didn't know. Every time then, like, talked about it, I was like, I got to be in that room. I got to go. I don't know how I'm going to go, but I got to go. By then, I had already applied for the job. Yeah, I had already applied for the job, but I had stopped applying for jobs at that point. I was no longer, yeah, I wasn't applying anymore. Because I was just like, ah, you know, like, for me... God really told me to stop applying. After I applied then, I was just like, mm, we're not applying for anything else. You know, I was just so sure, like, ah, you know, and the entire country was applying. Like, literally everyone and their mama was applying for that job. Because when I went to write the aptitudes, let me tell you, people who were driving four strangers were there. And it's like, look, I just got off a bus. You have a job. You can buy yourself a car. Why are you here competing for the same job that me who's working is trying to get? You know, so anyway, 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 I, you know, get called for interviews. Like everything is just one gigantic miracle after the other. Because let me tell you, I almost missed that job because somehow my details, like contact details were just not there anymore against my name. So I had to call to be like, um, I saw my name in the paper, but I haven't gotten a call. What's up? You know, and it, it was just this whole thing. And they're like, oh, you know, people had done their medicals like, over a month ago and i was just chilling at home like hey they're gonna call me and no one is calling me 
and then you know there's um i've missed medicals and now i'm going to do medicals like almost two months later it was just a whole thing but god is so good that i got the job and till this day okay you know exaggerate i really do think not think i do know god really like made things work for me to get that job he orchestrated everything because i've never been so sure about something in my life the way i was sure when i stopped applying for jobs you know like i remember after i applied for that like big companies advertised like rda advertised the council advertised all these are like big employers right and i didn't apply to any of those because i was just like "Mm, nah we ain't applying anymore so yeah but anyway so i get the job and god is just so good and guess what it looks like if i save and if i'm smart about my money i can pay to go to la so yeah um i did not start saving for la immediately and i kind of wish i did but anyway yeah so as we get closer you know and i'm just like i'm going i'm going i'm going um flight tickets are just increasing 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 and now i'm fighting to get leave at work because i was supposed to have an interview like at work and the same time i was supposed to travel so you know trying to agree on like the date it was just a whole headache i'm telling you trying talking to my supervisor it's like okay go ahead the next thing i know no the interviews on this date i was so close to not going like at some point i'm just like "Mm, okay what if i go and then i miss it and it's just the whole thing but you know what god is good because i was really praying just praying about it all i knew is i've known since last year that i'm going for this so my job is not about to make me miss like thank you so much lord for this job and the you know my ability to now be able to pay for it to pay for this trip but this job is not about to make me miss this trip yeah so i apply for leave in the end i'm just like you know what i'm gonna go whatever happens i'm going and they do let me go and they agree that i'm gonna do my interview on a specific date and whatever so i do finally get leave at work and we're you know everyone we just all like a sigh of relief you know and we're glad and so i was finally able to buy a ticket but definitely at a higher price than i could have if like my employers were from the very beginning it was you know like straightforward but anyway anyway it's okay it was only a few you know yeah so yeah and that's how i got a ticket and next week i'm telling my parents is next week i'm going to malaysia and it's like when did i grow up you know like being a grown-up in an african home is kind of weird because one i can't move out of the house but i can travel out of the country you know like make it make sense you know so yeah (laughs) but it's like oh my goodness i can pay like i've paid for this i've bought myself an air ticket like i just could not fathom and i was like god i don't know what i did i don't know but thank you you know thank you for for choosing me and just for saying yeah she's the one she's gonna go and we're gonna line everything up for her to go so yeah anyway this is like a story time (laughs) and i don't know how long this episode is gonna be but let's go so it's travel day and you know because um i'm paying for myself i suddenly realized you know first of all i went to school in malaysia for those who do not know and when buying this ticket is when i realized that getting a flight ticket that only has one um connection is so expensive like 
you guys i'll be there telling my parents i don't want to stay for more than five hours in one place excuse me miss like who are you and why are you making such demands you know so i'd be there like no i don't want to spend more than five hours so i'd like book book or search for a flight which has like the least um hours like for the layover and oh my goodness you guys those tickets are so expensive i didn't realize it until i was buying and so you know what i did i bought one with so many connections you guys i think i was traveling for i don't know how many hours like was it over 24 hours definitely could have been actually i think it was over 24 hours or just about 24 hours actually yeah so because we went from lusaka flew to Joburg, flew to addis ababa flew to singapore and then kale guys yo but you know what i just knew i had to be there and if it meant me spending i don't know how many hours in addis or in Joburg, we we're gonna spend them because all i knew is i have to reach but then i had to reach with money to buy food so i couldn't buy a very expensive ticket but yeah we definitely that be like my friends and i and we're just like nah next time we're, we are we're like planning better and just really buying one with one connection max Mm-mm. so yeah anyway that was just a funny thing and i remember like telling my dad i'm just like oh my goodness and my dad just laughing like why are you going through all those places i'm like excuse me sir <laughs> I cannot pay all that money for a ticket. So yeah, it's just funny. You know, it just puts things into it. Like, you know, when you're not the one paying for stuff, it's so easy to just be like, oh no, but I want it to look like this. I want it in black. I want to fly Qatar. I want to do this, you know? <laughs> Girl, let me tell you, when it's you, the money is being deducted from your bank account, you realize that, you know what? I can sit for 20 hours in Joburg. I'll be able to do it. I will survive. But yeah. So yeah, anyway. And we're on the flight. And so, you know, I traveled with my friends. And <laughs> yeah, let's leave it there. I traveled with my friends. And I remember like when we were in, was it Addis? When we were boarding in Josie. No, I think it was in Addis. Yeah, I think it was Addis. So we can like see them like moving like this is from another plane right so they're taking bags out those that are transiting you know that whole shebang okay maybe people don't know so when you're like at the airports in transit changing planes they move your luggage from the plane you're on to the one you're getting on so yeah we could see that being done for another flight and then there was like one bag that just remained like in the in the what yeah not like the runway but like where it parks where the planes park yeah so there's this one suitcase there you know and so i'll sit next to dang i'm trying to like you know choose my words i'm trying to think what do i say okay so yeah so i'm sitting there with my friends yeah and i'm being very awkward you guys because like this is a serious thing you know i'm like from here what we say from here you know anyway so i make a comment about "Mm, this is how bags remain like just like this because it was just one bag like what was it doing in the middle of nowhere like the other bags are gone why is there just one bag just standing there on the road in between planes so i just make a comment like oh this is how bags remain tell me why we get to kill and my boyfriend's bag is not there like 
you know we all get our bags and his bag is just not coming out and we're looking where is the bag and in that moment in that very moment i knew it was my fault because i had spoken i had spoken it i said you know what this is how our bags will remain behind then i quickly said i'm joking because i have bad manners of joking about things that should not be joked about so of course at the airport i didn't say that i just thought to myself yeah it's because of what i said and let me tell you like the bag did arrive it just for some reason wasn't brought up with all the other bags so we did get the bag after i don't know how many hours but that was my lesson to stop talking talking like i don't know i have i, I just really love like hypothetical things like Mm, imagine the thing just stops or imagine that you know like that like i love to do that and then i laugh about it but after that happened i was like "Mm -mm, let's not do that and so i refrained from doing that the entire trip but i didn't tell anyone so all my friends i was with if they're listening to this now they know that it was my fault that that bag somehow stayed down while everyone else's bag came up it was my fault so yeah and then we finally leave the airport, get our SIM cards, and go to the Airbnb. And the Airbnb also is just the whole thing. Like, why was finding the key, the access card, to the apartment building, like, I mean, a, what are these called? A mystery room. Is it a mystery room? It's not a mystery room. Escape room. You guys, I'm telling you, so... It was those Airbnbs where you don't meet the host, right? You're just chatting, like, on the app, on the Airbnb app. So he, like, sent me these instructions, which I had to read through, like, five times because I wasn't understanding. And then I was the only one going to the Airbnb because the other people I was staying with were only coming, like, um, a few days later. So, yeah. So I was the first one to get to the Airbnb. My other friends um, who I arrived with in the same flight all had, like other places to stay so i am so i get there and i'm reading the instructions and now i have to bring back my mali because the guards i found could not like understand english so i hadn't been practicing my malay but in that moment it had to come back you know it had to so i'm reading and they're like oh go to tower 3a look for the safety whatever box enter this pin bro I mean, I didn't get to it. It was like it was just so stressful. Like it was like I opened the safe, the like safety whatever box. Then inside the safety shiny box, there's another box which has another password, which I have to enter. And then now I have have find like the access key, which is in another box, which is also locked. Oh, guys! Eventually, I got it. I went up to the door, figured out the door has like this system where it was like you enter a passcode and then it unlocks yeah so i don't know the way he wrote the passcode i didn't understand that you have to like press hash then it unlocks i don't know how he wrote i I don't remember but i stood out there like trying to unlock that door i was just like you know what do i call the guy or what but i eventually got it and i got into the airbnb and i don't know i just felt like i really fought too hard to get into that airbnb like there was just no reason to I mean, I understand safety and all, but ish, I, why did I have to use my brain that much just to get into an Airbnb? But anyway, I got into the Airbnb and then um, settled in, chose the bed I'd be sleeping on, perks of being early, of being the first one. Um, I chose my bed, took a shower, 
immediately went down to get food i don't know why i'm narrating day by day i, I promise the whole episode is not gonna be like this but yeah i got food like that i had been craving or i realized i had been craving when i was on the plane so immediately i got like took a shower i just went down there was a, a, a thingy down my mark and i went i got me a nasi goreng usa listen those who've lived not like you've gone to malaysia for like five days i feel like if you're not there for a long time it's really hard to appreciate actual malaysian food but it grows on you and those who've lived there know that usa from my mark slaps it slaps so yeah so i ate that <laughs> and then yeah that was basically the travel day and then yeah now let's talk about la 23 so the after la 23 guys like i don't know the sessions are on green room and yeah i don't know you can just look that up honestly if you wanna but yeah we had like amazing speakers the most amazing speakers we had dr michael maiden um reverend samuel rodriguez shane willard pastor mark of course russell evans um not me being on a first name basis with these people <laughs> yeah i think that's everyone yeah that's everyone and let me tell you guys like it was so good every single session there's no session that left me feeling like you know it's it, like you know it was not spectacular like all of them were just so mind-blowing and it was just great so i'm not gonna talk about like every session i will not do that but if you want to listen to them you can go watch them on green room so i'm just gonna tell you about like some things that i learned while at la23 and one of them was that imposter syndrome is a thing but imposter syndrome is also a thing from the enemy let me tell you guys so while i was in la right there was a youth session and the night before the youth session we were just like preparing run through and whatever like a small meeting of some sort just talking through how the entire program will run so why was i there because kingdom city zambia i'm the youth representative right youth leader youth pastor some would say but yeah so um i'm at that meeting and suddenly i begin to feel so small you know and why it's like the people who i was interacting with are people who've like they've really like grown the ministries the departments they serve in whatever right like everything just felt far much bigger than i was used to for some reason like everything not not for some reason everything was bigger first of all we're sitting in like a five thousand people capacity convention center the stage is huge and it's a huge team and whatever all these things i'm just thinking like i was there to learn that's why i went for that meeting in the first place i was there to learn because i was just like you know what i think it would be great to like just see how things are done see how run through is done um see how they prepare on such a like large scale because you know these guys have like hundreds of teenagers that they work with and i'm like okay you know they have so much experience they have you know it would just be great to learn from how they do things which should be the case every time you're in a space with like someone who's maybe doing something 
that you're currently doing like people who've gone before you and whatever we honor that we honor what they've done we respect what they've done and we learn from them right yeah which is so which is why i was there in the first place but then somehow oh my goodness i'm so sorry guys i'm drinking this juice so yeah but then somehow i started feeling so small right and so yeah i started feeling so small and i realized ah this is imposter syndrome and let me tell you imposter syndrome is real but imposter syndrome is also the devil you guys imposter syndrome is literally the devil because i've been in rooms if i do say so myself you know like i've sat in rooms with like people of such high you know positions and whatever but i've never felt as small as i did that day and that was because the enemy was really like playing at my mind you know like suddenly i start feeling like oh my goodness like should i be here look at these people look at you know this <laughs> like it was so crazy the most like shocking thoughts were i can't even repeat some things because no i'm just like what was going on and that's why i'm convinced it's the devil because now i think like why would i think certain things you know why would i knowingly start choosing words that um bring myself down that you know i demeaning like why am i demeaning myself yeah so i start having all these thoughts and um i'm like texting my boyfriend and i'm like hey this is what's going on you know like and also him he's just like ah. like <laughs> you know he, he wasn't hearing it like i mean he understood of course what i was saying but he wasn't tolerating it which i'm grateful for because it was like Mm-mm. like you just be there learn whatever see what's going on whatever 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 you're amazing you're whatever you're a b c d and i'm just like ah. you know maybe he's saying these things because he's supposed to say them but yeah so anyway i'm there i'm fighting imposter syndrome and then i'm like mm, i have like literally the room was so big like like i said like five thousand people were sitting in that room and i was there we're like somewhere in the front of the room like near the stage and i'm looking around at all the doors and i'm thinking which one will be there like how do i come out of this room unnoticed but that was going to be impossible because by the time i'm in the door like everyone would have seen me trying to leave the room so i couldn't leave but i really wanted to at some point but i also quickly realized like mm, no this is not me like this is not me and this is the enemy we're gonna have to kick him out and so i start to like affirm myself you know i am beautiful i am strong i'm joking <laughs> i'm joking but like i start to affirm myself and just reminding myself that i am where i am because god has seen it fit that i be there and he knows why he sees it fit i might not see things the way he does i might not understand why but i'm choosing to trust god and so i mean i'm a pretty like great person sometimes if i do say so myself and i think i've done i've done some pretty cool things in life and but like this far like leading youth has been the most challenging not that it has been difficult but it has been challenging in the sense that it has been stress it has been stretching 
And so I see why the enemy would use that or would come through like youth to make me feel small about myself. You know, I don't feel that way at work. You know, at work I'm surrounded by people who've like done things and I never want to feel like, oh my gosh, should I be here? I always know, you know what, I've been learning this stuff and I'm gonna wing it. You know, I never I've never felt like that at work, but like with youth, like the enemy knew why he chose that and I had to just remind myself, like I'm not doing this on my own. God put me where he put me. God has brought me into this room and he knows why he's brought me into this room. And I'm not going to let the lights of the devil get me out of this room. I'm not going to give him that power. And so I just started saying those, like saying things like that to myself. And then eventually I was like free to even like contribute and just be present in the meeting. Because before I wasn't, I was too focused on trying to like run away. But then as I kicked the devil out and just made more room for like what the Lord thinks about me to be you know louder than the voice of the enemy i became more comfortable and whatever yeah so that was that night but i still went home and i remember on my way back to the airbnb just this like this thought still kind of like ringing in my head but the whole time i'm also like nope i rebuke that i rebuke that i rebuke that yeah so i go the next day and we are at um we had this Oh, wait, the youth session, and it went amazing. You guys, it was so amazing. That sermon is on YouTube if you want to watch it. um, It's on hope. It was a message on hope, and I needed to hear it. I needed to hear it, guys, because literally it just talked about the things I was battling the night before regarding who I am and what I can do and whatever. But I was just a reminder of, like, it's the Lord who works through me, right? I'm not the one who does the work. I'm not the one who brings the tears. I'm not the one who um, changes them. I'm not the one who does any of that, but the Lord works through me. And it was just, it was such an important message for me to hear and highly recommend it. Search for it on YouTube. It will change your life. So anyway, um, the sermon goes great and I'm just there in tears at the end of it all because I just can't believe that I'm part of a movement like that. (laughs) Like, every day I was just crying because I was like, what the heck am I doing? You know, like, why am I here? As a rhetorical question, because of course, God put me there, but it's like, why am I even here? Yeah, but that was one of the things I learned when it comes to um, imposter syndrome, that imposter syndrome is the enemy, guys. A lot of things are spiritual, more things than we like to acknowledge are spiritual, are actually spiritual. And imposter syndrome is one of them. Guys, if you know that you're supposed to be somewhere, the Lord has called you somewhere, you must be there. When must you start to feel small about yourself? You know, if God has positioned you there for such a time as this, my girl, step up. You got to step up and see yourself as God sees you. Start looking at yourself through that lens. Let what God says about you be true and anything else contrary a lie and we disregard it. But yeah, you're called for like big rooms, whoever it is listening. <laughs> you're called to change things. So don't let people make you feel small. Don't let your mind or your thoughts make you feel small. Don't let the enemy use your mind to make you feel small because you're not small. Big one, honey, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, let me stop. So yeah, another thing was just like 
another thing about LA LA twenty three was just seeing how faith changes things. How faith really like faith really is a catalyst, you guys. Just being you know how we're like now we're talking about being delusional and whatever, but like instead of being delusional, like try faith. Faith if you're just convinced that you know what, God has told me that I'm going to travel and I'm gonna travel. I don't know how I'm gonna get there. I don't have the funds to get there right now. But the Lord wants me in that room. I'm gonna get to that room. And he's gonna give me ways <laughs> to get into that room. And just seeing how the people I traveled with, like that was an insane amount of faith, you guys, to actually just leave home, the comfort of my home, of my room, and travel all those hours because I was just so convinced that there's something that God had for me there. That's faith. That's ridiculous amount of faith. I paid what I paid for an air ticket because I had faith that I was going to go there and, you know, things were going to work out. And I think that's why things worked out in me getting there, in my friends getting there. It's because I had faith. Not to see, not to say rather, that those who didn't travel did not have faith no not to say that at all not at all i'm just saying that for myself like i believe that god wanted me in that room and because i had faith faith is what pleases god he made it possible you know and just seeing um (laughs) oh my goodness you guys i was about to like name drop but like just seeing everyone um i traveled with just really engaging and just really encountering god really forgetting everything like forgetting the problems that we had left behind in zambia like just forgetting the challenges that we had left behind for those few days of just pure insane worship insane in a good way of course was just so inspiring for me and i was like oh my goodness like i need to reach levels like that because let me tell you yes like people think you you go you travel and everything it's like rainbows and sunshine i don't know it's not like that it's not always like that you know (laughs) like mm, people really do like push and fight things i fought things just to be there like Especially like the weeks leading up to it just felt like I was fighting something one day after another. And that is what convinced me like we have to go. Because why is the enemy trying to keep me out of this room? Even the night I was fighting imposter syndrome, it's like what is the devil trying to keep me from that he's gone this low to start insulting me and to try and insult what God can do through me, you know? Like, guys, I was fighting, you know, like, ish, the day after, was it the day of, yeah, the same day we had the youth session, we also had, like, two other sessions after, I was, I felt like I was really fighting to just be present in the room, because, first of all, the night before I'm fighting imposter syndrome, I woke up in the morning, I was still fighting imposter syndrome, and we, like, break through finally, and I'm there, and then the next session, tell me why, like, different parts of my body were just taking turns hurting like my feet then my knees then my stomach then like things were just like exchanging to like 
the chaos was just rotating throughout my body to the point where I was like struggling to like praise because you you guys praise that kind of see one thing about praise is you must dance and I was struggling to do that because I was just in constant pain like different things were hitting my back was hurting whatever like and that wasn't normal you guys it was not normal and (laughs) I don't know when I became that auntie who just was convinced everything is spiritual but everything is spiritual you guys like that wasn't normal because now i'm feeling to engage i'm feeling to praise i'm feeling to worship because i'm just trying to you know stop the pain that i'm feeling in my body and when i realized like "Mm -mm, this is coming in between me and praising god it's coming in between me and worshiping god i had like first i was just praying like god please take this pain away like especially when my stomach was being said god please take this pain away take it away and you know i was being cute about it and then when i got fed up because i'm looking around me and everyone is just they're in heaven <laughs> you know everyone's just in heaven and i'm just here trying to stop my stomach from eating i got so fed up i was just like Mm-mm. body i command you <laughs> I had to speak to that mountain to get into the river, to get into the sea, to go. I had to command my body, really. Because I was just like, we're in the presence of God. We're not about to do this. We're going to respect and we're going to honor God's presence. And even if I don't have an encounter the way the people around me are having the encounter, my body is going to respect the presence of God. So I will not focus on what's going on in the body, but I will focus on the one who's in the room. Guys, have you ever like prayed for yourself and you get healed? <laughs> Nobody had to pray for me. Like the pain went. Not immediately. That would have been a great story. Not immediately. But after that, I was able to jump. After that, I was able to worship. After that, like I was able to just be there to i was able to really praise and i was able to really worship like i had to command my body literally to behave itself like you had to behave i paid all that travel there not to start having body pains Mm -mm. we're gonna respect the presence of god and i think that's something i never knew i had in me i literally just you guys we all we, we all do have authority we all have God has given us authority over various things, over things on the earth. Like, you know, he created the heavens, he created the earth, he created the things in it. And then he told man, look after these things. Like, you have authority over everything here. And that includes your body. Sometimes we, like, fight things. You know, I even think to myself sometimes, like, I don't know. Ever since I, like, got into my 20s, guys, I just fight with my stomach. I don't know. But I had to command it. I said, Mm-mm, we're not about to do this, you know. So sometimes when things are just getting out of hand, you've seen like, Mm-mm, this is not, it's not normal. It's not natural. We're going to like shut it down, shut it down in the spirit. So get up and speak. Tell that mountain to move and watch it move. Literally watch it move. I just watched it move in my own life. I watched it move that day. And yeah, so I was. I have even. I have like ten thousand LA testimonies, but yeah, let's move. Let's move. Let's move. <laughs> and so yeah, so that like prayer and worship part for the body pains, whatever it passes, right? The pain goes. Then the sermon starts. Tell me why. I started feeling like I have sleeping sickness. 
you guys you guys didn't really try me he tried me i was like an overwhelming tiredness that i've never experienced in my life before i've never felt like i could just pass out and sleep the way i felt that day like um, the someone just started i'm telling you that someone just started and suddenly i just needed to sleep i needed to sleep like my body was so heavy like extremely heavy where i was feeling like i don't have a choice i'm being forced to sleep again i said mm-mm, mm-mm. this is unnatural and this is why i'm saying i had to fight for my encounter that day like i was like this is not natural what do you mean i want to sleep you know like what do you mean and everyone around me just going crazy because you know the word was just so good and if you check my notes for that session you will see that there was a problem because even though i was writing like at some point i was like just putting it like typos like when you look at my notes for that day you just see like something was a bit off something was a bit off because let me tell you when i'm writing notes in church you guys like it can be a whole like chapter of a book but that day like but i thank god that i was my eyes my spiritual eyes <laughs> okay like my eyes i was aware you know there's an awareness i have an awareness of like things of the spirit and i was able to recognize like Mm-mm. like this is not right this is not normal this is not natural because i had absolutely no reason to be feeling the like literally i don't know how people feel when they are sleeping sickness but i just feel like that's how they feel because like it was horrible you guys and again i had to pray not cute not whatever but of course this is the one so i can't go too crazy but like i, I had to again command myself to wake up guys i fought that day i fought and i understand i truly do understand why the enemy was trying me i understand and you know what god forbid if i was the enemy i'd also try and stop i'd also try and stop me i'll try as well but that's being a hater <laughs> that's being a hater and the enemy is such a hater but i see it now because let me tell you like everything i was preached like when i woke up <laughs> Like, when I finally came to, <laughs> like, the word, that was, it was Dr. Median preaching. The word he spoke, and guess the atmosphere in the room was something that I sh- it's good I didn't miss. It's good I didn't miss, because, again, that shifted something. It just changed something in me. And I know this sounds so Christian, saying, oh, it changed something. Girl, what did it change? What did it change, you know? But really, like, my mindset and perspective over how I want to be before I can, like, do things for God, just, it changed in that moment, you know? It's like, yes, I'm a mess, and yes, I do horrible things, or yes, bad things have happened to me, or, you know, I've experienced things I shouldn't have experienced, and, you know all these things but in that mess and in that confusion like god is still god you know like he's still god and i remember that someone that was lead with a limp yeah lead with a limp like what what stood out for me the most was that your limp doesn't make god love you less but it makes him love you more 
and i was like oh my goodness because let me tell you i really do be limping but guess what my limp is not my testimony and it is not my identity and so there are people who you know david david did things he made mistakes and whatever but he still led with the limp and he was driven to god in worship because that's where he received unconditional love and i just needed to hear that that day so i see why the enemy tried me but you guys so all this to say that <laughs> all this to say is that sometimes like let's just not sit when certain things are happening and in your head you're like mm, when you go like imagine if i went home that day and i had like fallen asleep and i'm telling my girls like in their room like yeah, i slept you guys like and i just thought something is weird like something is just strange and that's how i slept bro like that would have been horrible but thank god that you know we're able to see thank god that our eyes are open and we're able to see like what's not right and be able to change that yeah so sometimes you have to fight for your encounter you guys you have to fight like you have to push through until you feel the breakthrough literally you will feel the breakthrough and sometimes things are hard like even when you're praying and you're not feeling anything like girl push you better push okay there are some guys who listen to this podcast shout out to you so bro you better push until you feel that ceiling break but yeah and it was great you guys i could go on and on and on but another thing i will say is that i think the thing that left the most impact on me is that god will use anyone literally god will use anyone and he will literally use me he will literally use you why do i say that because like i already said the whole gathering was like maybe five thousand people let me say four thousand five hundred <laughs> okay but i know it's like between four thousand five thousand people and you know normally like not normally usually in the church we just really think wow the pastor must lay his hands on me right it's like no i just want the pastor to pray for me no i just want to talk to the pastor like we have that mindset sometimes i don't know like sometimes i don't know if we think only the pastor has like like only like god will only use the pastor for certain things i don't know but we have to undo that and if you're one who thinks like that this is your like i'm telling you now start undoing that because you're gonna miss out on certain things because you believe more in the person than the god working through that person so yeah anyway so it's like 4,500 people right and the pastor is not about to lay his hands on 4,500 people okay first of all covid post covid <laughs> and just like before, like how much time do we have like you know it was great LA is great whatever but i'm trying to get some sleep also so yeah so what they did on the last day was we had like anointing oil put in little um i don't know how i can like they were like these tube thingies that could close right so just small ones and put one on like every other seat and that day it was like impartation so just praying for each other and whatever and the whole idea was that the person next to you is the one who's gonna pray for you and you know when you've gone for like if you've never been usually if you've gone for like a conference like that all you're waiting for is for a specific word about you especially if you're in a room where there are like people who have the gift of like what is it like prophecy or whatever it's like they must say something about me you know <laughs> 
So anyway, like in a place like that, the faith and the just level of expectancy expectancy is extremely high because you're like, mm, I paid all this money, I must get something that is very specific to one money, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, um, it is like there's anointing on every other seat, and the people around you are the people praying for you, and so we are like praying right it's like oh if you're from whatever 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 raise your hand those around you pray like that that's how it was going so we're praying for like different people different people and so while we're there at some point they're like okay hold hands and begin to pray for the person next to you so i was sitting next to this um australian couple right they're an older older couple and i knew nothing about them first of all i've never been to australia so I'm praying, I'm just praying like a general prayer, right? Because like, I don't know yet. But then I'm like, mm-hmm, God, what if these people here are waiting for <laughs> something specific? Like, I'm just like, Holy Spirit, give me something. Give me something to say. Give me something. And so, like, I kid you guys not. I, I, I kid you not. Images just start dropping in my head. Like a slideshow, right? And so, again, because I think I'm in a room with so much faith and I've already seen Holy Spirit at work, I immediately know, ooh, this is it. This is it. And so I start, like, praying what I'm seeing in my head, right? In my mind. I don't know. So I start praying these things. I'm just, like, declaring, praying, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I I, I pray, like, I see young kids, like, in my head. And, like, coming into their home, right? So I pray that. I'm like, oh, your children. And then the moment I say your children, like, Holy Spirit is like, nope, 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 nope not your children so i'm like oh no not your children literally like that can someone even take you seriously you're praying for them and then yeah so i'm like no no not your children it's like just other people just other young people and so yeah i pray and we're done right the very next prayer point was like for kids something praying about kids right for the kids um kingdom city kids ministry so it's like all those with children raise your hands up you guys this couple did not raise their hands they did not they did not raise i almost cried i almost cried because i realized for real like if i doubted it before then i realized that was god speaking through me just there and then and imagine if i didn't hear when the holy spirit corrected me and said not children they would just been like mm, this girl is a liar like she's just speaking but in that moment i'm like oh my goodness like god is speaking through me like he's using me as well right and my faith from that moment was just through the room like bring everybody here let me start praying for people <laughs> okay obviously not but like my my faith just shot through the roof at that moment like already my faith was like up here but after that it was there you know and after that um the husband like of the couple the man he begins to he prayed over me as well and what he prayed you guys i have so many things to say what he prayed right okay so let's pause this we're on what he prayed so the day before that okay so remember i talked about the imposter syndrome and me thinking how will i do all these things how will i achieve all these things i'm just a small girl not you know all those things so the next day we have beautiful morning which is like a breakfast for women and whatever so we go for a beautiful morning. There's like lots of food. And hey, me and my friends just reach, get our plates, start putting our food on the plates and whatever. Then we go. We remember like ah, we haven't even picked seats, right? Like we end up sitting at like the very back, whatever. So we go inside and we like 
stop at a table and we're like no let's sit on this other table so we go to another table and we sit down it was just like random seating right so we just sit then we went out to continue getting food <laughs> and then we went back to our seats so each seat had like a verse like a scripture card on it and i hadn't noticed that so one of my friends on a point out that oh look like we all get like scripture cards and i read the card and it is ephesians say ephesians 4 ephesians 3 verse 20 so i'm gonna read it ephesians 3 verse 20 says never doubt god's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination he will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you you guys i almost cried because just the day before i was literally doubting god's power because i was saying how will i do all these things how did i like mm, you must repent for me because why did you start thinking it was you like why did you think it's you who's gonna do these things like why was i thinking it was gonna be my strength and my power because if it was obviously i was gonna fail but thank god it's not my own power thank god it's not my own strength and i was just in tears because this was just like girl like it was like god telling me like i see you like girl i see you and i i just felt seen you guys i just felt seen so we go through that session and then the following day so the man we were back to the australian couple now the man of the couple mm-hmm. so he's praying for me and you know what he starts praying about achieving dreams achieving the wildest dreams and at this point i'm just in tears but I'm also like, okay, I get it, God, I understand, I hear you. But he said, Mm-mm, you doubted me, I'm not going to leave room for doubt again. So we're still praying for people. And this lovely, lovely, lovely lady I met, who somehow we're all sitting together from Australia, she turns around and she starts praying for me. And you know what she starts praying? Achieving unbelievable dreams. Guys, I was just like please leave me alone please leave me alone like i was just like oh my goodness again literally as she was praying she also prayed that i should stop getting tired after work so that i can do other things and that's why we're here recording this on a work night <laughs> at eight thirty-six, because every time i'm like Mm-mm, sis prayed and she wasn't praying from without so we're gonna work so yeah and she prayed the same like the same thing you know like achieving dreams god's power working through me whatever and a third person a third person came up to me as well she was sitting in front of me i don't know where she was from but she also turned around no she didn't turn around i don't know where she came from but she came from somewhere and she came to me and she just starts praying and saying all these things that you know i wish i could share but i journaled those are for me but yeah and she just prays all these things but then she prays to not doubt god's power oh you guys god will use anyone and god will use you as well don't ever doubt it and that was my highlight (laughs) that was my highlight of the entire leaders advance because he just used three random people and a scripture card to remind me not to doubt and that was just amazing and so we're here like my purpose just shifted i got a 
greater understanding of what I'm doing and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it just made me really think, like, you know, why do I blog? Why do I have a podcast? Why are we doing this? Like, what's the purpose behind it? You know, like, let's not just do things, guys. Like, don't just do things, but constantly ask yourself why, you know? Naturally, I'm a very inquisitive person. I like to know why things are being done. Like, oh, why are we going here instead of here? Like, I'm that person. I'm the, why, why, why? My dad says when I was a kid, I, like, I read my why phase, just it never stopped. I'm still in my why phase. But I, I, I guess I had never asked myself after some time, like, why am I still blogging? Why am I doing this, you know? And... I don't know, it just gave me a new, renewed purpose, like, at being at LA23, and just the Lord speaking through everyone who spoke while we're there, just gave me a renewed purpose of why we're doing things. We're here to, like, spread the gospel, guys. And for me, I'm just happy, you know? I, sh- I, I share my life. That's what I do. What I share on my blogs, what I share on my podcast. And I'm just happy, you know? I'm happy these days, and I'm going to talk about that. I'm glad about what's making me happy. And I know it's a bit weird for some people, like the shift or the change and whatever, but it is what it is. You know, I'm happy. I'm not going to tell you about sad stuff <laughs> when I'm happy. I'm going to tell you about why I'm happy. And so, yeah, I mean, I do get sad. Don't get me wrong. But I think you guys are smart. You understand. So I just have a renewed purpose and just passion for everything I do outside of work. And I'm just excited for everything that's going to come. And the whole experience, trust me, there's so much more to say. There's so much more to say if I, ha- if I had to talk about everything. I haven't even talked about everything on my notes right now. Like, it's a lot. But I believe the things I've mentioned, the three things I've talked about, um, I believe someone, you know, someone needs to hear them. So, yeah. And then... That was LA, and I had to travel back home, come back to work. I met some great people in the airport, and just looking forward to everything that's going to come out of those meetings, and, you know. But yeah, just to end this episode, guys, I'm telling you, I could go on and on and on and on about LA, but first first things first in conclusion traveling with friends is really where it's at like it's just different and it's just fun you learn a lot about your friends if when you're seeing them consistently you know it's kind of like when you're just friends with someone then you move in now you're seeing each other 24 7 and you get see new sides about them like that's what it's like and i like that kind of like that but it was just so much fun it was a fun and we're just preparing to travel next year again because now i guess i'm just a traveler you know <laughs> but um it's just so fun traveling with friends and another thing in conclusion is that god loves you you guys god will move heaven and earth he will move okay i don't think that's a good statement but like god will literally move mountains he will tear down walls he will fight all sorts of giants he will do all sorts of things just to get to you. Just to get to you. For me, like, being at LA 2023 didn't start this year. It was something I started in 2016. From the time Unza just rejected me in NS, that's when this whole thing began. When Unza said no to me, and God was so kind to enable my parents to go to send me out of the country, and I somehow found myself in Kingdom City and 
you know life wasn't like smooth sailing from then but like everything i think began then well way before because god knows everything you know like before i was born he knew (laughs) he just knew that he loves me and he loves you and he will do anything to get to you he just waits for you to like turn just turn and look at him seek him and he will find him so god loves you if you were doubting that today just remember that god loves you and yeah that's about la i've really just summarized the whole thing and i'm just excited for this new season and for everything that we're gonna do it's gonna be great so yeah thank you so much for listening if you listened up to this point please follow my instagram at dose maybe i'll have a tiktok by the time this is up so if i do follow it i don't know if you follow i don't know what happens on tiktok but yeah and also of course share this episode with your friends share it on your stories tag me on instagram when you share it on your stories and let me know what stood out the most in this episode for you what could you relate to what you have questions about i definitely love to interact about like the podcast episodes so yeah thank you so much for listening season two is gonna be a wild ride and i'm just here for it and yeah looking forward to everything that is to come i will see you in the next episode bye